Hello, world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Everyday Folks with me, Billy B.J. Jones. First of all, I begin by saying Happy New Year to all of you. I hope this is a healthy, happy, prosperous new year for you. And as well, we hope you'll stick around because this year we have some exciting stuff for you on behalf of Everyday Folks Radio. Today, I am very privileged to interview not only my first guest for 2023, but truly a phenomenal woman. Diane Strand is an award-winning executive producer at JDS Studios and the TV show Spirit of Innovation, the first Riverside County local news and information program. She is the majority owner of the JDS Video and Media Productions, Inc., JDS Actor Studio, and the founder of nonprofit JDS Creative Academy. She is a two-time best-selling author on entrepreneurship and show business. Diane provides pathways for career opportunities in the visual, performing, and digital arts. Her passion for work, workforce development in the arts led her to write two approved curriculum for, curriculums for video production. One is a Title 17 program designed for adults with developmental disabilities. The other is a California state-approved apprenticeship program for college graduates. These programs provide hands-on training and paid supported internship opportunities designed to break down barriers to gainful employment in video production, post-production, and acting. Diane's prior career life holds credits with A-list shows like General Hospital, Friends, Veronica's Closet, and Building the High Definition Control Room at Staples Center. For the last 17 years, Diane has been a successful entrepreneur of her own, a multi-award-winning production company working with clients like Abbott Vascular, City of Temecula, Cal State San Marcos, and United Healthcare Services, to name a few. Diane has launched over 100 video and acting careers into the mainstream entertainment and video production industry. She sets out to provide HOPE, H-O-P-E, an acronym, which Diane defines as helping one person every day. And I must also say, I had the privilege over the past couple of months of not only meeting Diane in person, as well as her awesome husband, Scott, but also reading their incredible work. She is the co-author of Show Business, Breaking into the Industry as an Actor. And Diane, it is with great pleasure that we welcome you to the first episode of Everyday Folks Radio 2023. <laughs> oh, thank you, Billy. It is such an honor to be here and such a privilege. And Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all your audience out there. What a, what a great way to start the year talking with you. I'm excited. Thank you so much. And I have to share that I had a pl the pleasure of reading your work because deep down, Diane, I had... And this is from years back. I had the desire to be an actor, as you could probably tell. <laughs> but even more so, I took theater in high school and in middle school, didn't follow it further. But there are so many gains from that experience that have transferred into other aspects of my present work and throughout my life. So when I read your work, I was reminded of the power of, of, of the industry, of the art, and what it means, because everyone thinks one can do it until it's time to do it. And what you provide here, hands down, is truly, you and Scott provide this grassroots fundamental understanding of the ins and outs of the industry and how to start and where to go and how to take it to that next level. So kudos to you for that. I wanted to share that, okay? But oh, most, in, 
You're welcome. And But most importantly, I love to know this. Who or what inspired you both to write this incredible work? Well, to write the the work, I'd have to say it's been a a process. It's been a journey. You know, Mm -hmm. there's been moments in our careers we were um, building up to writing the book that we said, oh, this would be great for a book and not ever knowing when or where that was going to come about. So, uh, you know, they always say you can't connect your dots looking forward. You have to connect them looking back. And so it's been in the process for a long time, all of these steps leading up to it. And it's you know, and even hearing what you were talking about and you were being uh, in the arts and taking acting classes is that's what's so true. When people come to us, some come because they're looking to break into the industry and they want that pathway very clear and defined. Some come because they're looking for self-confidence, leadership skills, public speaking. And I know I could not do what I do today if I didn't have that foundation in acting and Mm -hmm. being able to present myself and public speak and put myself out there. And, you know, you're an instructor and a teacher, and I'm sure those skills come in every day as you get up there. Not every day is a great day. Sometimes you have to put on, you know, a little bit of the acting and go out there. You might be teaching real something, but at the same time, you're putting a presence out there. Today, you are an instructor or a professor or a teacher and all of those things. And that brings those tools into play. You know, I use the tools every day in the book from how before I'm about to do a big meeting, before I even came on this podcast with you, shaking it out, working it out, building myself, getting my energy going. I use the skills every single day. And that's what I love about the arts is it touches every industry. Every industry has some connection to some form of art, video production, multimedia, social media is in everything. Mm -hmm. We have to go present, propose a new meeting or lecture, or even speak to our employees, all of those things. We have to be able to put these skills into practice every single day. And That's what I love. What I teach is I'm providing people with skills that they can use beyond just Hollywood. (laughs) Mm, Well said. Well said. And as a as Purdue, as a fellow author, I am certain that your writing process was very interesting, right? Getting from the not only from ideation stage, but creating the work. So could you talk a little bit about the writing process that you experience in creating show business? Sure. You know, I'm not a writer. Uh, You know, I I tell people I'm a storyteller. That's Mm -hmm. really what I am. And so I can't sit down and just like, okay, once upon a time, or however, you know, I don't write nonfiction, but um, actually I write, I don't write fiction. I write nonfiction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me get that straight here for a second. But I actually really talk into my phone is how I sit and write. Um, You know, I start thinking about ideas that I want to share. And then I go to good old Google and I hit that little microphone and I just start talking about that idea. And then once it's in written form with that Mm -hmm. idea and that process, then I can sit down and go through the editing or the filling in process or relating it to a story and how that can kind of come together. 
and, and I work with a mentor. Uh, it's not something I, you know, I always say you're the best of the five people who surround you. And so when I need certain people in my world and atmosphere, I go out and seek them. So when it was time to really start looking at writing you know, putting this down on paper and writing the book, I went and I found a a mentor um, Mm -hmm. who coached me through it and said, okay, Mm -hmm. well, and we sat on a lot of Zooms. She took a lot of notes. I did a lot of talking and then I would get something in the written form and then I could go in and fill in the spaces and I could talk a little bit about that topic and I could put that and then we could sit together and start putting it into some sort of logical sense. And then there was the process of, because I co-wrote this with Scott, Mm -hmm. he had his version and his Mm -hmm. take on certain Mm -hmm. things that had to be melded in together. So that took a little bit of creative editing to go forth. Uh, We're currently actually writing another book even. Awesome. And, um, you know, the process has been a lot harder uh, uh, as it was because the first one, Mm-hmm. That's a class Scott and I have been teaching for 15 years. And so we just really had to teach the class out loud and get mm-hmm. it into a book. Now we're really taking ideas and concepts and developing upon them, trying to share a little wisdom and insight with it while at the same time tying it to how did we come by this wisdom or insight and what was it? And, you know, the fact of, you know, we always grow out of discomfort. That is how it happens. And um, so it's been a little cathartic and having mm-hmm. to share mm-hmm. a little bit of that, which is very different than show business, because that was, you know, that was, it was really nice because I got to really see the culmination right. of our 20 years as entrepreneurs. And then mm-hmm. the 10, 15 years in the industry coming together and really being able to lay that out to let other people walk in our footsteps. So it was really cool. That was awesome. In fact, you mentioned some, you mentioned early about nonfiction. I actually find it, I am so in awe with, with my fellow colleagues who create nonfiction. It's not that easy to write nonfiction folks. And because it's so based in reality, you you want if you're teaching something you're informing of something in this case you're helping the uh, an individual understand the scope of the industry the 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 um, you know, acting industry it really requires you just to really first recall what you know and challenge what you already know before you memorialize it and what you're going to give to the world and so i actually want to say kudos to you and scott for creating this because it takes a lot of work and a lot of experience to memorialize what you know and even more importantly, you mentioned the idea in your book. You mentioned the chapter. One of my favorite sections was about character development. And you and I love the fact that you use throughout the work, you and Scott use these first person pronouns because those stories, a lot of folks write nonfiction. And, and I'll share this honestly, Diane. They're writing nonfiction. And it's, I can tell when the work itself resonates with the writer. I know you and Scott live this. It, 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 it echoes from the page and every word and syllable you both stress. So that makes me want to relate to it more and the fact that you relate those experiences. So thank you for that first. 
But more importantly, the idea of character development. Interesting. I remember you mentioned one part in the book when you were describing the fact that even in your own, like you made the comment of character development is, is no different than character development. If you're writing for a book, you got to get to know the individuals or the entity or, or identity that you're creating, even if it's familiar or foreign. And I love the exercises that you recommend in order to get there. Of all the sections in the book, so here's the loaded question. Of all the sections that you, you both wrote in the book, what was your favorite? Or what is the, what's the wolf's favorite for you, Diane? Well, I, you know, I'm the business. Scott's mm -hmm. the show and I'm the business. So, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that you need to turn your passions into profits. So that's mm. really where my passion really lies to being able to show people those steps to be able to uh, make their passions come alive and be able to share that with the world. Cause I think that that is our responsibility mm -hmm. that we have, we all have these passions and this value that we need to bring out there. And when we are doing that with purpose, then we're helping the next person. That's where mm -hmm. that hope comes from and helping one person every day and being able to do that. So that is part of what my favorite part of, of that book is showing the steps, you know, and even talking though about the character development mm -hmm. and going back, you know, that's the show side. That's a little bit more of, of Scott's master mm -hmm. acting coach that he puts out there. But when you're thinking about that, I was talking about that you can't connect those dots right. looking forward. You have to look back. So that is a lot in the character development. Even when I think about now that I'm able to do that within myself, mm. and, I, you know, this is somewhat of a new process for me within, you know, the last three to five years where I've been looking back and how do I move that forward? And that's in that whole character development. If we need to know where we were yesterday to know how we are going to deal with today. And even when you're developing a character for a television show or a play, you have to remember that your audience may only be seeing such a small little part of that character, but that character just didn't exist in this small little part. It had a before and it's going to have an after. So you have to bring that to the table, just like you do in yourself when you're doing business, or if you want to be the professional actor, or you want to be a person who just lives with purpose, you have to draw from your experience. And like I said, we, we all grow out of the discomfort, but when we remember that that discomfort is temporary mm -hmm. and the growth is permanent, whether you're applying that to a fictional character that you're developing or you're applying it to your own life that you're moving forward with, that's how we keep the momentum. That's how we keep helping other people. That's how we have purpose. And then, you know, the gravy is that we can turn it into profits, right? And, you know, and that is what I like the most because, you know, I do things you know, to help other people. But, you know, it doesn't mean I have to be the altruistic person. I still have to put food on the table. Sorry. I got three kids. I got a, you know, car that needs gas, all of those things. So you can't give it away, 
but you can help other people get there just as you are helping yourself move along too. And I think they all work together. It's just such an integration. And, and it comes back to character development. Who are we? What kind of character are you developing? And we get to create some not so nice characters in the acting world sometimes, but they have a, how did that not so nice character get there mm-hmm. because of whatever happened to them in their past. And you have to develop that. So if you're an actor out there listening to this, you can't just step into that character as today because that character lived yesterday, even if your audience never saw it. You can't get to today without having a yesterday. I appreciate what you mentioned, especially about the business aspect of our work. Many of us creatives don't realize what we do, whether it be published and placed on a shelf or performed on a stage, is a fraction of the overall work that goes in to creating the incredible journey that we call a career in respective industry. And so appreciate, I'm very appreciative, especially of the idea of the, the polishing aspects. There's so many people behind the scenes that you especially got a chance to be and, and, and observe, you and Scott respectfully. So that for, therefore it, form, it even more informs the type of um, encouragement and lessons that you provide for actors. And I would say, as you mentioned there too, the business aspect, all of it is the business. It is. We all have to live and eat. I share this a lot, Diane. I want to get your opinion on this. I ask, I run into a lot of published authors who, or, or folks who want to start a podcast. Let's say they published or they're about to publish and you, you meet them the same. And they, they, they always ask those, 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 those fundamental questions. What do I do? How do I get started? What are my options? It's usually in those categories, right? But as we ask the, we answer these questions, I'm always reminded that I don't know the whole journey of what that person experienced because I only live mine. But if they're asking me, they're desiring to know something. So the fact that you're able to impart that in show business is important. I may, I may not be able to reach out. I can reach out to you and Scott via email at any given time or social media but the answers are all there. So was there ever a moment in the work when you felt like you were done, but then just when you thought you were done, something else needed to be added? Were there those little moments that came up or even after it was published, even perhaps even after it was published, was there a moment like, oh, I forgot to add this piece or we should have enhanced this a little further. Has that occurred for you all? Always, every day. I mean, it doesn't, the book, after we finally signed up, I'm like, oh, we didn't put that in there. Or this could have been elaborated more. I should have tied this into that story, mm-hmm. something different. But at the same time, I do believe that at some point you have to let it go. Yeah. You know, as artists, we are our own worst critics all the time. So you have to just put it out there. You can't, we don't act in a paper bag. We don't do life behind closed doors. You know, we have to go out there and put ourselves out there. At some point, if you're an artist, if you just painted on a canvas and you stuck it in a closet, are you really an artist? Mm-hmm. No, you have to put out there. Art is subjective. Some are going to love it. Some are going to hate it. And that's okay. You just have to start before you're ready because we're never ready. All those, you know, do I have to have this? And do I have to have that? And I don't have my website ready. Start before you're ready. All those things tend to come into place when they need to be into place. And if you're 
waiting for that perfect moment to audition, write the book, sing the song, put yourself out there. You're always going to have a reason to wait. And you know what that is? That's fear. That's fear that gives you these logical answers of, well, I'll do it when I have this, or it's not the right time, maybe next week, or you know what? The magic hour is right here. You know what? Stretch that magic hour, make the magic hour yours, make the moment yours. You have to create the momentum, start before you're ready. Time doesn't stop. Time keeps going. It's that old adage, when should you plant a tree? 10 years ago or today, Mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait because guess what? It's tomorrow already. And you you let that fear put you in the back seat instead of you taking control of the driver's seat, putting fear in the back seat and moving forward. There's going to be hiccups if you've planned it out perfectly or if you just kind of winged it on the fly. And we've all seen that. We've all looked and went, I've worked so hard and I've done that. How did that person make that happen? And they didn't even put in half the effort because you know what? We gave into fear. They did it and Mm -hmm. they just forward. Doesn't mean that 10 steps down the road, they might not trip because they didn't have some preparation in place. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying don't prepare, don't be ready, don't any of those things, but those are not the reasons not to move forward. True. So you just have to start before you're ready and you have to go and put your art out there, put yourself out there, step outside your comfort zone. It doesn't matter whether I'm talking to an actor, an author, whether you're talking to the business person who wants to be the entrepreneur, it's like, but I have to quit my job and I don't know. And how do I pay my bills? I don't know. I can't give you that answer because your path is different than mine. But I can tell you the one thing is, is that if you say I'm not ready, or maybe my time is next week, next month, when I have this, then that's fear. And you have to trust yourself. That is the hardest thing you will ever do in life is trust yourself. Mm. And that's sometimes crazy to put that out. It is. But that's so true that when you start trusting yourself, and I always say I packed my own parachute, and that's how I know. I packed it. I knew how it's folded. It's me against the wind, and I jump, and I say yes, and you know what? If I have to sew a string together as I'm going, I sew the string together. That's right. I hold on tighter, you know, (laughs) and maybe I have to pull out some bubble wrap, but I keep jumping. (laughs) But Diane, you have a growth mindset. And that is even in the midst of the unknown, you see the possibilities of what's to come. And I think that is so important for many emerging artists and creatives all alike and actors, just going out there and going with your best self, doing the work and and being open to the growth in the process. Because you you echoed that very well in the narrative of the book, the idea that this is not just it, folks. You know, this continues. And so you you give the reader the regimen to make it possible. But even more so, you give the hope because there's a there's a strong hope that resonates from the narrative to me that really speaks of the heart and the soul of where you and Scott respectively feel about this industry. That the fact is, if you're you're serious and you're obviously if you're serious about doing this, you'd have this book. So hear that readers, number one. <laughs> and two, being open to the possibilities. But as life happens, Diane, possibilities of, you know, sometimes are challenged. There are barriers that come up like 2020. 
here we are, Diane, three years almost later from the from humanity's most impactful moment, which was COVID, right? And we saw the implications of that across the world. And my question there, however, is, you know, how in your observation has COVID-19 influenced the way people break into the industry? And your book is very current, by the way, for acknowledging that. I felt that in the narrative and I caught that. I'd love for you to chat a little bit about that in terms of how COVID has impacted folks who want to break in. Um, I think it COVID probably has opened the door a mm -hmm. little bit more for people who might want to break in. Uh, the industry was starting to actually move a little bit in that direction, becoming very digital mm -hmm. as far as auditions. You didn't have to, all auditions were not in person anymore. Uh, but since COVID, it made it far more accessible for people to, you know, to be self-taping from anywhere in the world and submitting into an audition. So I think, you know, I, I'm always one who always looks for, you know, for the rainbow, you know, in the rain, you got to dance in the storm and to find the rainbow. And even during COVID, you know, when, of course, the whole world was shutting down and I had never experienced anything like that before in my life. And I didn't know how to handle it with business. I had a staff of 17 people. I had 25 consumers with adults with developmental disabilities. What was I supposed to do with all of all of these people that I was completely responsible for, but I got creative and I figured it out. And that I think is what the industry has really done mm -hmm. is they figured it out in even how to be more inclusive and diverse in the way. So it has opened up the door because I think that the industry was feeling like they had closed off so many people who wanted to be a part of this industry or identify with the entertainment industry. And now they're seeing that they can open up their doors to far more. Um, like my adults with developmental disability, I currently have seven of them placed with agents to work in the entertainment industry as actors or voiceover talent or um, being able to share their passions out there and modeling and different things like that. And I have to say 10 years ago, no. 10 years ago, we all know that mainstream actors were playing disabled people. Now they are hiring disabled people to play the mainstream characters. So it's fantastic and it's shifting. And I think the industry has shifted. I think COVID has helped it shift. Um, you know, some things will revert back to norm, but I think it's definitely opening up more opportunities. And, you know, I'm grateful, whatever the reason was that I didn't write the book two years before COVID happened. Right. And it can be so current in the fact of moving forward. So, you know, there was a reason that it all happened the way that I happened, you know, the way Scott jokes about, he would write notes because he's one that takes notes about everything and has long you know, yellow pads of this <laughs> exercise and that exercise and people he worked with. And he would star little things for the book one day. And, and the one day happened. And it wasn't that we weren't doing it because of fear. It was that the right opportunity hadn't presented itself to where we knew how to do it. Mm. And once I got a glimpse that this became an opportunity for us, 
we jumped all over it. Well said. I think that you 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 both do so much. In fact, I remember back in November, can you believe it's already been a couple of months, dear, dear friend, you gave me this awesome flyer of DigiFest, which is coming up. 2023, level up your creativity. And the submissions opened in October, um, but there are, and there's, I'm definitely obviously entering, you know, you have a fan here and a supporter. What's next? Because you guys are doing so many amazing things. And I'm just astounded that you're, how do you get all this done? <laughs> it's just amazing. Everything relates. It all relates back into the same space. But what's next? From books to, uh, there's just so much that I admire about you both, you know, but what's next for you besides DigiFest, which I have here? Well, thank you. Well, um, DigiFest is now in its seventh year. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we just keep leveling up that that event. We're um, working on our keynote speaker. So I'm super excited. I'm glad you're entering. Uh, so anybody out there uh, who has anything to do with the digital media world, you need to take a look at Sorry. DigiFest. Um, what's next is, you know, my passion is really to spread the message across. So I have a campaign that is starting, which is Arts Across California, that will roll into Arts Across America. Uh, and I want to help other people do what it is that I'm doing. Uh, which is if you want to create a creative academy, you want to start a nonprofit, I want to show you how to do that. I'm going to provide the steps and the lessons that you can, how to start a nonprofit, how to create a program. If you want to work with adults with developmental disabilities, how to create arts programs, how to start these uh, initiatives across California and then roll it. And, you know, I'm going right to the governor and then right to the White House. <laughs> Good for you. I love it. And I'll be right there every step of the way. Many creatives, some, you know, many creatives don't realize, yes, getting the work of what the public will see is always, it's, it's a joy. There's a special pride that comes with that. But the most incredible work is what happens behind the scenes, how one governs oneself professionally, how one governs one's business as well, the business of getting the creative stuff, you know, circulated, distributed, and even more so produced. And so thank you for saying that. I love the fact that you're really finding a space that you, you've given, you've learned so much. I think that to give is also learning too. So throughout your journey of these lessons that you give to others, do you find moments that you're still learning something even within the midst of it? Every day, mm. every day I am learning. I, um, you know, that is the pure pleasure of being an entrepreneur is every day I do something that I've never done before. Even here I am 18 years later. Now, some things are a little repetitious. Even my calendar, you know, seventh year of DigiFest, winter showcase, spring, all those things we've done them before. But every day something comes up that it's brand new. I'm going to step into a new arena. Um, you know, I do have a, one of those situations happening today. I do have a, a, besides talking with you, which is something I've never done in a podcast. So this is new. I don't know what you're going to throw at me, where we're going, <laughs> how things are working. So I love that aspect of it. Um, I also love the fact that, um, you know, I'm going to be talking with a new speaker agency later today. So I am stepping into new territory to um, be working on some big stages later in the year. 
Um, but going back to, I surround myself with some incredible people and that helps me do what I do every day. You know, we call them the hashtag JDS family. Uh, Scott and I don't do it alone. You know, I, I'm very grateful to my staff of 14, the volunteers that come in. We have amazing participants who are clients, but at the same time, they are working to help us produce everything that we do. And, you know, I'm grateful that they make me look so good because I, you know, I don't do it on my own. I couldn't, um, even if I tried, you know, I, you know, it's grown beyond me. Growing pains are real. We have them, you know, I learn every day, you know, I went from working in an entertainment industry, you know, really 20 years ago that had a very different mentality at that time. It was succeed or fail. And you could be fired in an instant if they didn't like the way you looked at them or this. It was very cutthroat back then. And being from there to having some extreme burnout of working, that's what drove me to entrepreneurship was coming home after week after week of 15, 16 hour days working in reality television, which was really brutal when it started. I don't know what it's like now. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I watch it, not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. working it anymore. But to being an entrepreneur, to being a mom and pop shop, to trying to do it all on our own in that aspect, we had permalancers and freelancers and those kinds of things who would support different things to then growing into this nonprofit where we have 14 employees to having to manage it in a different light. And now before when somebody would go, go fire that person, somebody was telling me to fire somebody. Now it's like, I have people's livelihoods in my hand where it matters. I care about these people They're They really are my family. And so balancing how to be a good employer to being a having good employees and making it all work. It's a learning process every day. And, um, and some days when you have to think with your heart and some days you have to think with your head and, um, and, and how do you balance those things? So um, it's a, it's a fantastic, I I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's a learning process every day. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. And how can listeners stay in touch? Just sort of before you respond, Diane, listeners, if you click as you click on the description here, whether you're listening through any of the major platforms like iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you'll see Diane's links. But any preferred links or options that folks should most consider, Diane, if they want to reach you? Well, I'm on every social media platform there is out there. Um, The business starts with JDS, whether that's JDS Video, JDS Actors, or JDS Creative Academy. We have our TV show, Spirit of Innovation. And of course, you mentioned DigiFest. The hashtag JDS Family is a great way to search us up. And my website, dianestrand.com, should be launching at the end of the month. So that's a great way to reach me directly. And I just... I'm happy to talk to individuals, work with individuals to um, help them turn their passions into profits, as well as find the pathway um, in the arts that um, is going to help them live their life of purpose and passion. Thank you so much, Diane. I want to say thank you for several reasons. Number one, for producing an awesome work. And concurrently with that, having the pleasure to have met you and Scott and to be in this space, folks, I have to share this. 
they i attended um the this is the this uh, um wait hold on i've been to so many um conferences this year so let me get the name right life to paper book fest in south beach florida miami beach florida this past november 2022 and scott and diane were the opening um session and i was blown away not only by the fact that they got us to really think and really use mindfulness to center ourselves before going into the day and the work of what it is to go into industry but even more so they had a conversation and chatted about this incredible journey that they collectively have had as from from stage to business in the industry what's more is that we had lots of fun together throughout the day chatting and just connecting exchanging each other's books it was a lot of experience so I say this because I want the readers out there to go today and we'll place the link under my partnerships link on my website, folks, in case you're interested in going there too. And as well as Diane's contact information, but show business break into the industry as an actor is a book to get. In, in fact, I'm going to share Diane with my students. I have a new semester starting next semester. Some of them, several of them are thespians, aspiring thespians. And I will be recommending this book on my recommendation list for my class. And I also want to say to you, this is not your last time here for Everyday Folks. I am I marvel at what you provide and what you, I'm just inspired by your own story. You're contagious and I love it. <laughs> and so I'm going to be bringing you back on for more excitement. Any final words to anyone listening today who's interested in breaking into the acting industry? I just say, reach for your dreams. Don't uh, let anything stop you. Remember, fear goes in the backseat. You take control. And you got this. And that would be my advice to your listeners. Um, you know, just jump, pack your parachute, say yes, show up and jump and go for it. Um, you know, we all have dreams. So you got to reach for them. You got to go for them. Tiny wins, get to the big wins and creates that moment and that momentum to keep going. And I would be more than happy to be on your show anytime. And uh, as well as, you know, I hop on airplanes and uh, I would love to come back to Miami. Uh, it's probably warmer there right now than it <laughs> than it is here in rainy California at the moment. So um, happy to speak to your students and thank you. Um, it's a pleasure. I have enjoyed your book as well. Thank you. Um, so it, it's been just a pleasure getting to know you and talking with you. Thank you, Diane. And to all our listeners, thank you for your continued support of our seventh year here in Everyday Folks Radio Podcast. With over 250 episodes, our goal here is to bring to you extraordinary authors, creators, everyday individuals who have unique stories and talents and passions to share. Continue to listen to more of our, our shows. We have over 250 hours of reasons to check in on many of our open and, and public media feeds, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the like. Check us out. And don't forget to visit everydayfolksradio.com for our latest schedule. Until then, take care, and thank you for listening. <laughs>